Chapter 19. Mr. Cowper's Apothecary Shop. When I return from Lang, I find myself outside the bathhouse on the lane that leads up to the tor. The same attendant sits there in his council uniform looking as grumpy as before. Fortunately, he's a respawn and doesn't remember I shot him in the chest the last time we met. I look around, but there's no sign of Ailsa and Lacoze. I realise I'm worried about them. I ask the attendant, Did you see a man and a woman just now? He shakes his head. I look around and realise it's now morning. Time has passed while we're in the nameless city. I check my HUD and see I'm no longer in a party with Ailsa and Lacoze, so can't send instant messages. I'll have to send them a personal message via the post office in town. I feel suddenly sick, and the man's face turns into a leprous flower. I start back, but the vision clears again. But sure enough, the tendrils of madness are rising from the sanity sickness. I'm at 18 and can't afford to go much lower or the warm wagons will be coming for me. I decide I'll go to the church and try to meditate, but Soma is so much quicker, if I only had any. That's another reason for me to improve my alchemy skill, so I can make it for myself and not to be beholden to others. I see water seeping out beneath the rock the bathhouse is built into. A thin film of white marks where it was and is now dried. I remember the nameless city in Miranda. I can't help but think inside that foul thing she's becoming to some fragment of her real personality. The elixir of life, made from the white and red powder, will restore her, I'm sure of it, but I can't make it yet. I don't have the skill or the ingredients. That reminds me, and in a panic I check my inventory, but the box of white powder is still there. Since levelling, I have a hundred skill points. I'll put them all into alchemy, and that means I must go to see Mr. Cowper. I see the spring water again, puddling across the road. Do you sell spa water? I ask the attendant. Of course. A penny if you bring your own bottles, tuppence if you buy it already bottled by us. I have no bottles, but I got five pounds as a reward for finding Leng. Four bottles of the spa water then, please. I pull the copper coins from my inventory. Two of them have the head of King George V, one Edward VII, and the other Queen Victoria herself. He gives me the water contained in old milk bottles and a sturdy brown paper bag to carry them in. With no hard feelings, but not much show of enthusiasm either, the attendant watches me leave and walk back to the town centre. I go along Chalkwell Street, which isn't the way I walked up. I guess it's named after the White Spring. The abbey walls are to my left, and I see a large diocesan retreat centre also to my left. A sign to the right points to the Chalice Hill Asylum. I walk past the drive that leads down to that sombre-looking building, and arrive at the top of the high street. The post office is there a little way down, more or less opposite William Cowper's apothecary shop. I step into the post office and am greeted by a cheery-looking woman. Can I help you? Firstly, I need to check if there are any letters for me. The way the game works is a player sends you a letter with a stamp and you can pick it up from any Royal Mail post office or I guess abroad. She hands me two letters that have been sitting here waiting for me. I turn them over. The first has a London postmark. The second is in a woman's handwriting, but disjointed and scrawling, as if the writer was not well. This is the same writing as the letter sent before by Miranda, but the style's far more deteriorated. I hurriedly open the letter while the woman watches me benignly. Will that be all? No, but I'd like to read this first. Of course. Miranda's letter says, Ah, 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 you LMR electric love. Help me. At least that's all I can read. There are other sentences that don't look like writing at all, as if a hand has shaken and jerked across the page. But there's some thread of meaning here. Something of her mind remains, even after her death and imprisonment in the nameless city. 
The next letter is more businesslike. Reverend Cadman, you will recall our meeting in Hampstead. I wonder whether you have considered my proposal to join our guild. If you have, and would like to speak again, please write care of my club, Guy Philby, OLL, 87 Longacre, London, WC2. Everyone wants me to join their guild. I don't know why the hell they think I'm so special. I certainly don't feel it. I look up. Do you sell stationery? An envelope? Two, actually, and some writing paper. I may need to borrow a pen, too. I smile. She smiles back. I detect nothing of the sinister in her. If the game watches me through her eyes, it conceals its interest well. She gets me two envelopes and hands me a fountain pen. There's a counter with blotting paper, and I go to write on that. My hand is trembling from my sanity sickness, but I manage to scrawl off a letter to Guy Philby, telling him where I am and that I'll be in London again shortly. Let's see if he has a better offer than Gerdrock. He certainly seemed more wholesome. He even glowed white. I hesitate. Then write I'm interested in joining his guild. As I write the words, my hand turns into a centipede for a second and a voice whispers, Boo! in my right ear. I clap my hand to my ear and spin round. The postmistress raises both her eyebrows. Of course there's no one there. I wonder whether Philby can get me Soma. I'm not really sure I really want to join his guild either, but if the choice is between needle-mouthed Gerdrock and the pious paladin Philby, I'll choose good over evil, if those terms even mean anything in this world. Law over chaos, maybe? Sanity over madness? The great old ones watch from the cold depths of the ocean. They speak from spaces between the stars. They will turn me inside out. Megabytes, gigabytes, terabytes. I'm sweating profusely. The postmistress looks concerned. Are you quite well, Reverend? I force a smile and tell her I am, but my hand shakes more as I pen my next letter to Miranda. I write simply, Miranda, I have not forgotten you. I'll come when I can. I seal the envelope. Where will I address it to? To Leng? Then I stop myself. If I write back, the game will know I intend to rescue her. But maybe it knows anyway. It knows everything. With a sigh, I seal the letter, address it to Miranda Talbot, and put no address. I give both letters to the postmistress, who scrutinises them. She doesn't even comment on the letter without an address. She says, First class? I nod. I reach into my inventory and pull out a ten-shilling note. The spa water sits bottled up in its brown bag next to me on the counter. Fourpence, please, she says. She's already wet the stamps with a little piece of sponge in its Bakelite container and is looking up expectantly. I give her the money. She frowns as if it's a lot to change, but does so, giving me copper and silver coins in return. I hand her the letters and she pops them in her box to be sent. I remember I'll need batteries for my electric torch, so I buy two big ones and put them in my inventory. Leaving the post office, I walk across the street and enter Cowper's chemist's. Cowper is at the counter, bright-eyed as ever. He remembers me. Reverend Cadmon, how did your quest go? I got the white powder. He rubs his hands together and seems genuinely excited. Good oh, may I see? I suppose it won't do any harm. Just to make sure he is the same guy, I switch on clairsentience, but he glows green, so I take the box from my inventory and place it on his glass counter. I feel the poison bottles watching us from their cabinet. I'm very hot. My stomach is acid. I loosen my clerical collar. I know I asked before, but I don't suppose you have any soma now. He shakes his head. He looks concerned as he studies me. It looks like you need it too. I give a hollow laugh and turn to the white powder. What do you think of this? 
There's a lot in the box, some chunks, the rest more granular. It sparkles dully in the daylight. He shakes his head in wonder. Amazing! It's an ingredient for many higher-level alchemical potions. Can I sell you some? I'm in need of cash for supplies. I'm thinking of bullets and maybe somewhere if I can find somewhere to buy it. Of course, how much? We buy it by the dram. That's baffling. I look up dram in the game wiki. A dram is a small unit of measurement. There are eight drams to one ounce. How much per dram, then? A pound. Wow. He smiles. It's rare, hence the price. I calculate I have about a pound and a half of the white powder, so that's about 24 ounces, so 192 drams. Of course, I don't know how much I'll need to make the elixir when I eventually get the skill. I decide to sell him 12 drams. He gives me 12 pounds, a large white 5 pounds, six 1 pound notes and two 10 shilling notes. The money clocks up in my inventory, making me feel more comfortable. Lovely to do business with you, Reverend. Where are you staying in town? I nod in the direction of the Georgian pilgrims and tell him. He frowns. Oh, that's a terrible place. You know they say it has tunnels connecting it to the abbey ruins. Why terrible? He leans in conspiratorially. It's not a Christian place, Reverend. A man like you should find somewhere else to stay. Perhaps the Temperance Hotel. I smile. I feel too jittery to make small talk, but I nod and say I'll consider it. Then I get a sudden vision of what Miranda has become. I imagine her in that awful place and thrust the image of the pulsing chrysalis from my mind. I will get back to her, but first I need the elixir of life. Salty sweat stings my eyes. I can't keep my hands from shaking anymore. I say, the game. I mean, are you all NPCs under the control of the game? He nods. He knows what I mean. Come into the back. Let's get away from other eyes and ears. I follow him, my box of white powder safely back in my inventory. I'm still carrying the bottles of spa water in a brown paper bag. I haven't stowed them in my inventory yet. He takes me through to his alchemical laboratory. It's in a large shed in his back garden. A blackbird watches me as I enter. So, Reverend, this game is run by Miskatonic, but do you know how much code there is? Lots. Legacy code, too. Huge amounts they've inherited from other games. Borrowed, bought, or stolen from other developers. They don't even know it all themselves. No one does. Each coder only knows his bit. It's probably true. Some of us NPCs have become sentient, not all. We live in the game, but we are apart from it. I think of Alistair Crowley. He definitely has a degree of independence from the game's control. Cowper continues. Because the game is so huge, strange seeds have grown in it. Seeds of creatures beyond any of the game designer's imaginings. He pauses, searching me with his eyes, and says, But no, I am not. Not what? I think your unspoken question was, am I corrupted by the old ones, as so many in this town are? And no, with the aid of him who has many names, I am free of them. I remember Crowley being bound to his flat. I ask, can you leave the shop? He shakes his head. He's like Crowley, then. Cowper is intelligent, wise even. Sentient, but not free as players are free. A pang shoots through my guts and I lean over and grab the counter. He comes to my aid, but I stand. I I'm fine. I cough into my handkerchief. This low sanity is making me really sick. I say, can you teach me alchemy now? Of course. The message appears on my HUD and I choose it. I commit a hundred skill points. It's all I've got. I hope it's enough to get me the skill to make Soma. Then I won't be dependent on Crowley or Gerdrock. As Cowper's voice mesmerizes me, the minutes pass, and I'm aware I now know recipes to lots of potions. Medium healing potion heals 50 health. 
medium mana potion, heals 50 mana. Potion of spiritual defense, plus 20 resistance against magic attacks, lasts one hour. Potion of levitation, acid potion, hurl at an enemy for 100 to 200 damage, but no soma, and especially no elixir of life. When the lesson ends, I slump. How many skill points before I learn to make soma? Cowper looks thoughtful. Another 90 or so. 90, that's another level. I'm sick. With great compassion, he says, I wish I could help you. The only thing I can say is come back when you have more skill points. I may be back in London soon. I have a shop there too, in Covent Garden. I'm puzzled, but you can't travel. The benefits of being an NPC. I can be in two places at one time. But only the places the game allows me to appear, of course. So you're in London and Glastonbury at the same time? He nods. But if I'm talking to you in Glastonbury, are you aware of what's going on in London? Yes. How do you process that? I don't understand your question. I have shops in Edinburgh and Dublin, Belfast, Newcastle, Cardiff, Truro, Canterbury, London, Glastonbury, and so on. Many, many. In Manchester, a man is buying arsenic from me. In Chester, I'm teaching a woman how to make a levitation potion. So in all these shops, you're having conversations at the same time you're talking to me. He looks at me as if I'm vaguely stupid. Of course. I shrug. To make my potions, can I use your laboratory? I glance round at the gleaming alembics and test tubes. Of course. I need to buy the extra ingredients. Always glad to make a sale, he smiles as he says it, and I wonder what benefit money is to NPCs. I select from his store inventory and pay Cowper for juniper berries for the health potion, which is the only ingredient I didn't manage to get from my foraging. What now? Approach your equipment with the ingredients selected in your HUD. There's a crafting tab. He's right. I find the tab and see there are slots for me to put the ingredients together with the solvent, in this case spring water. I assemble a medium health potion. Now? Stand in front of the laboratory equipment and select craft on your HUD. I do so, and like with the pentagram spell, I watch my hands making pre-programmed movements. I add the ingredients, bring them to the boil, add the spring water, then I watch as it boils and the spirit rises in the glass retort. The liquid drips down into a beaker. It's now bright blue. I've made a potion. Congratulations, you have created a moderate health potion. 200 XP, cost 10 mana. A wave of pleasure floods over me. I've got XP too. I'm crawling my way up to level 4. I tip the blue liquid from the beaker into the now empty bottle I got from the spa. It fills it about an eighth full. I make another health potion and get another 200 XP. I put that in the same bottle. Then I select different ingredients and make a mana potion. This is pink. I get more XP. I make another. All in all, I have gained 800 XP and spent 40 mana. I sip from the pink potion bottle. An eighth of it disappears. Restored 60 mana. 50 base plus 10 holy bonus. The holy bonus must be due to me using sacred water from the white spring. I'm now at 220 mana out of a possible 300. At least something's going right. Cowper sees me to the front of the shop. He gives me the address of his London shop near the junction of New Oxford Street and Shaftesbury Avenue. As I leave, he says, Look out for the pub called The Crown. And I'll see you in London. <laughs>